perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports. I'm your host, Keith Delores, and we were not engaged in a conversation about cocaine and strippers' asses. Wait, we were on when I said that? Here's my co-host, Terry Tam. We were on when you said that? When I said that? Well, Eagle was counting, so I don't know. I, I cut you off exactly at one, so... Eagle, could they have heard us? Uh, I mean, they could have. They didn't, but they could have. Okay. <laughs> Making sure that nobody heard that conversation, of course, is our producer. I actually have that. to wait half an extra second before unmuting, just to be sure. I was, re- I was trying to read your visual cue, which it works a lot easier in the studio yeah, than for sure. these days in quarantine. Uh, quarantine with us, of course, is our uh, graf- graphologist, Duke. What's up, boys? How's it going, What's buddy? What's up, boys? How do you Duke? have the worst camera quality game? out of all of us? Who, me? Yeah. I do. I didn't even yeah. know that. You look you look more albino than usual. Yeah. Oh, I'm really it's only because my basement's white. I thought you said sound. It's it's the lighting or the sound. Camera. Also it's, when this yeah, never mind. Camera. So I have a uh, great camera. What the fuck all of your things are a problem. Your camera, your lighting, your sound. Pick this up. Look at this thing. This thing is out. I can't buy any more. I'm freaking out. I have this like four of them. Is that this hand one? cream? Yeah. This is not just hand cream, you fucker. This is Fiji scented hand of it. cream. You have a box of it. I don't believe you. I swear. Because, dude, this, you could sell it on fucking eBay for 20 bucks a pop. No joke. I have a People box of like six crazy. or something. It's unopened. I have for like, I've had it for like six months. It's very good. So, I have the watermelon one. Um, it's just that I don't wear it on days that I shave because it contrasts with the sandalwood, which is a total issue. So, yeah, so, wait a minute. Is it just like you take a product, you slap the name Fiji on it, and then you charge twice the price? Like yeah. water, hand cream... Like Welcome to so much. Hot Sauce Sports. I'm your host, Pete Delores. Give us $20. Okay. Never been to Fiji before, so what would you know? I haven't. I was supposed to. But wait, talking about you? Is it because the price tag is twice as much? My, my plans were altered by COVID, so unfortunately I got quarantined. Uh, Fuck you yes. guys in quarantine. Uh, so guys, since we've all gone through this quarantine, and uh, every week we do this thing where we just catch up with each other, my quarantine topic of the week is napping i just took a nap today it was glorious i don't know if i can now go back to working for 45 minutes without taking a nap in between sessions so the thing about napping is that it's it's very it's complex it's not as simple as you just no, close your eyes i can't eyes. do it i can't do it you can't, can't you can't take a nap in your own bed i can't i have too much anxiety no, too much anxiety for a nap if no. i go to fuck it, if i take a nap for five minutes my brain automatically wakes me up and tells me i have to do something it's there's there's just a problem like the circuit the circuit is just not right in there. I have I have like a nap problem. That sounds like a you problem. <laughs> yeah, I have the ability to tell myself like if I tell myself like this, I'm driving home and I'm like oh, you know what? I'm gonna take a nap. I will take a nap. There's <laughs> nothing driving. that's gonna get in my way. I love, that, I love that Terry. You tell yourself, but both those people are the same person. Yeah. Um. So I mean, you could just take a nap. <laughs> you no, but like if I say like if I if I if I'm like you know what I'm thinking I'm gonna take a nap and I've decided like I'm gonna lie down on the couch. Put Gossip Girl on, mm-hmm. and take a snooze. Uh, it's gonna happen, and I won't have any trouble sleeping. Is what I mean. Yeah, I mean not- it's hard to do now, but uh, in the past it's always been late in the third quarter. I get a little bit sleepy, and I'm like, you know what? Now's a good time for a nap between the third and the fourth, and yeah. like a good like five ten minutes, and then I'm I'm fed. Yeah. That's all you need, man. Ten minutes, twenty max. A thirty minute nap, depending on you. Depending on how you slept the day. Yeah, the night but you before. gotta be careful though, right? Because a yeah. ten minute nap can turn into a four hour nap real fucking fast. If if nobody wakes you up. I set an alarm just in case. You yeah, me too. Sleep me like too. Because otherwise, no, it's like the day could disappear. No alarms. You can't. You can't nap with an alarm. It's not a I nap. Do. 
you need to close your eyes for however long it is. You need to understand. I can just wake up. I can fall asleep in an elevator. I've fallen asleep standing in my shower. He has, yes, yes. Really? Yes, he has, yes. I insta fall asleep on airplanes. Like before we already passed out. My wife hates me. Lack of oxygen to the brain. That's what it is. Well, I think I always have a lack of oxygen to my brain or lack of brain to receive oxygen because I fall asleep so quickly. It's nonsense. I wait. I don't understand the whole thing. You need oxygen for the brain. Or brain for your oxygen. What if it was Fiji oxygen? oxygen? We're putting it. Hey, take it out. I mean, you would have to pay for it, but yeah. White sands. Wait, this is backwards, I think. It is. I'm I'm the snooze king, man. You want nap advice? Um, Call this guy. In the morning, in the morning, tell you how often do you hit snooze in the morning? So I have two alarms, eight and nine. I this week I and last sorry last week I didn't wake up before ten o'clock any day. Nice, nice. I mean, <laughs> I'm working and I still don't wake up before ten o'clock every day. I, so. I, I still I I haven't I go to my office like once a week now. It's so morning. strange though. Um, and I still have the alarm set as if I was going to the office every day, and so every morning it rings at seven o eight and nonstop till about nine thirty six. Where my other, where my otherwise your fired alarm rings, which means if that alarm rings, I need to have a sick day left because I'm not going to work. <laughs> um, I won't lie. Uh, when I when I when this COVID started, the first week it was crazy. I was sleeping in like not like like nothing. But now I don't know what it is, but I go to sleep like mega early now, and I wake up at five forty-five, five fifty-five in the morning. Oh my god! I don't know why. I don't know why. You're gonna old stand in line at the bank soon. I did. I did that today. I did that today. You're old. Done. You're officially old. What What did you have to do with the bank that you couldn't have done? I, I actually had to send a wire transfer. Okay. Wait, what? You You do that through the internet? What is no, it? 1974. It wouldn't let me. It wouldn't let me. It wouldn't. I tried. I called. They said you have to go to the branch. You know what's funny? I actually had that conversation with a friend of mine today. And he said he somebody he had to send him money, and the guy's yeah. like, "Why don't you wire me the money?" He's like, "What are we, 1970?" And it's <laughs> no, true, who not wires money nowadays? It's so weird. Put it in a telegram, strap it, it to costs a pigeon. Seven dollars, and and it's when you're dealing with people that can't take e-transfers, like accountants, for example, that don't want to have anything to do with it. You have to send fucking uh, wire transfers, but it's either if you send if you send a wire transfer, it's twenty five bucks, but if you if you if you get the check done in in the place, it's seven dollars. So I do that. But now it requires me to fucking go to see Michelle, and I don't want to go to see Michelle right now. Just COVID's write everywhere. Him a check and put it in the mail. Why don't you want to go to see Michelle? I live I in see Michelle. If I get checks, I gotta buy, I gotta buy the checks. You buy like a hundred and you're set bucks. for life. Yeah. Like what are your checks? They're like ten bucks. Like literally, bank. it costs you seven dollars per check every time you go to the bank. So it's wasting your time, and you have to spend seven bucks. Or you spend twenty bucks, you get a hundred checks. You never have to do this again. You spoke way too fast and too much. I don't want to. Right now. Now, now I Go don't back to fucking Fiji, okay? Get now out. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. See? That's what it comes down to. I think we lost peas. Oh, there he is. No, he's back. Back. <laughs> no you were frozen <laughs> for a little bit. Just like, uh, we're just having a dumb conversation, actually. But one of our one of our live <laughs> listeners is asking me why we're not talking about sports. I mean, we are talking about stupid shit, so might as well talk about baseball. Well, coronavirus has affected sports, but baseball is uh, seeming to be the first one to return uh, since UFC has opened the floodgates. Thank you, Eagle, for the transition. Okay, uh, just wake me up. Wake me up when you're done with this fucking story. So, why, what's, what's All you complain you about is wanting to talk about sports. We want to talk about sports, and now you're complaining. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're always like, dude, about- dude, I can't take it anymore. I can't wait for sports. It's okay. Dude, dude, dude. Wait five minutes. He's gonna wake up. Something's on his mind. Yeah, they're it. talking. They're talking about coming back to an 82 game season, which I'm actually in for because um, I kind of like the, the second half of the baseball season. To me, is always the most fun. Just you're basically you launched into a pennant chase from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, now, like a you know, you lose a, you lose a series, and and it has a much bigger impact with half the games being played. Uh, the NBA talks about a possible return as well. We'll, we'll stick on the MLB for a second. Um, there are some issues. The main issue being money. Uh, the players and owners have an agreement that they've signed in their in their uh, collective bargaining agreement that says that if the game is cut short, then they will make a prorated amount of money. Uh, however, later in the agreement, in the not in the non-financial section, it says that that only pertains to whether or not there's fans. But it does appear as though uh, they're likely going to have to cave on that because what they want to do, what the major league owners want to do is pay players a percentage of the income as if there was a salary cap. As we know, Major League Baseball doesn't have a salary cap. And the players obviously don't want to give that up when they're not even negotiating the, yeah. the players' agreement. So that, that's where the, the issue with the finances is. Um, am I the only one who finds that interesting? Well, is uh, it is it a finances issue in that the players are being told to cave and they're saying no, we signed something, so fucking pay me? Well, that's to a, me no. that sounds like if it was the other way around, the owners would be like, no, get the fuck out of here, we cut you, right? Like, there's no way. Yeah. So for me to have the players bail out the owners sounds kind of stupid from their position. Like, just don't play. Exactly. Yeah. If I was a player, I'd be like, no, you want to change the bargaining agreement that we all agree to? No, fuck you. Yeah, that's not how this works. Usually, we're the ones that get screwed. So, but exactly. <laughs> story about this is it, it's insane. Uh, you go into Twitter and people are ripping the players for being for being uh, spoiled for being surprise, surprise. And surprise, just, surprise. That's just not like, how contracts hey, work. Yeah, we agreed to something. We, we signed it. It's there like, for ten are, years, whatever it is. That the players are greedy when the billionaire owners are the ones being like, "Well, I won't be making enough of the millions, which are a small percentage." Of my total wealth, um, so I need to pay these players. We're, we're, it's, sports is the only place where we weirdly side with management. And when I say we, I mean it's the worst. I saw, and, and I Twitter, saw a thing with Twitter. Twitter is the worst when it comes to these things. It's it, there's there's no perspective whatsoever. You have to have your opinion within a couple of lines. And I can't even believe like they they actually add they actually gave you the ability to write more. Not recently, a couple of years back, they, they allowed you to write more words, whatever. It's because of Donald and, Trump. <laughs> Is that for real, it? For, for real, real though. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Soon they they're double. gonna be offering spell check. Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, also I wish. No, also because of me. Um, what was I gonna say? I saw an interview with Mark Cuban, and he's t- saying how, to Pease's point about the millionaires, he's like, I'll never tell anybody how to spend their own money. He's like, a lot of owners, contrary to popular belief, live paycheck to paycheck. He's like they, but he's like they have a billion dollar house and they have, but to them, they're losing money technically because they're li- literally living. Pay- they make more, but their cost of living is a lot higher. But I get it, and Terry. I know if we talk about Bryce Harper or Mike Trout, whatever. But if you talk about like, um, let's say they expand the rosters and bring in a minor league guy who's going to make thirty eight thousand dollars to expose himself to a potentially life threatening illness and and ex- expose his family to life threatening illness. And ask him to, to pay for a pay cut, and then hoping that when they, we, this all goes back to normal, why would they ever trust the owners to be like, well, now that you've seen that we can't have a salary cap, let's not go back to a revenue sharing <laughs> salary cap model? I mean, it's more of a, 
just come to an agreement. We we have a contract. Pay us what you owe us. You'll end up maybe come up to an agreement somehow that later on you get the kickbacks or you get the money back, whatever. But the people putting their 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 lives on the line are the athletes. They shouldn't be they shouldn't be negotiating with anybody. They should be so, like, this is this is our contract. We're the ones putting our lives on the line, not you. You're you're up in your booth with three people. We're down there with thirty five other people, and it's it's ridiculous that you're asking us to change the contract that you agree to. So yeah. let's say let's say it was the other way around just for a second, right? Let's say there's a revenue sharing model with a max number for the players to get. Which is what we have in the NFL and NBA. Exactly. Yeah. And then, the NBA, just like the NFL and the NBA, your revenue yeah. increases 10 times in a period of, let's say, two, three years, but your agreement's for a 10-year span. So you're capped at this number based on what you agreed to. And the players so say, yo, what the fuck is this? I want to cut it this extra stuff. And he goes, sorry, the agreement said this is your cap, so we're not going to pay you more than it. But the next, you're not going to renegotiate. Uh, but then, with the next, so like the the collective bargaining agreement always reflects the the previous income and and potential exactly income, right. So this, what happens in this uh, time, will affect the next collective bargaining agreement. Yep. It does not, to your point, Eagle, uh, reflect the previous one uh, that's already been agreed upon. Um, but yeah, that's that's one of the issues there. Uh, I, I find it vastly interesting, especially when you compare what's happening in the NBA. And, and like, we may see an NFL season, we may see the the, the, the end of an NBA season. Um, look, major league play, major league baseball players haven't earned money for the season yet, so they're the ones saying, you know, they're the ones that are the ones in most consideration at the moment because they might even cave just because of the players who, much like the, the owners, some of them live paycheck to paycheck, um, and. The, the the NFL is not anywhere close to the season. The NBA guys have made most of their money. The NHL guys have made most of their money for the season. So for them, there isn't as much of an, a financial impetus to come back. Uh, but the NBA has talked about a return. Shaquille O'Neal had an, you know, and we see Shaq and, 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 and Charles Barkley. They always seem to be kind of close, obviously, sharing the stage on TNT. And if you play uh, 2K, you see at least the, the Shaq part of it on the... Uh, on uh, on the most recent games, but Shaq and, and 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 Barkley seem to typically be on the same page. Here they are, uh, complete polar opposites. Shaq saying that if there's a return to basketball, there would be an asterisk next to the champion's name. Uh, Why? Stupid. Stupid. Because do you guys, how many championships do you consider the Spurs to have? Is it four? Is it five? Is it four and a half? Because they won one in a shortened season and nobody fucking remembers. Nobody yeah, but remembers. how short? Who, so, who how won short? the Stanley Cup the year this that they, they had? Extra shortened short season. Oh, the lockout year? Well, the yeah. one the the the, the, the Devils won with a 48 game season. No, the one recently with like 20, with a 2013-2014 or something? It was the year that PK oh, Subban won the Norris Trophy. Yeah, that's the one. It was the last CBA agreement. Yeah, but, so, but at the same at the same time, I I, I can understand I can I understand the it. argument. Thank you. At you. the same time, I can understand I can understand the argument that it it doesn't make sense to put an asterisk. Like when you think about the NBA, for example, generally the Saints, the, the teams that you would expect to make the NBA playoffs will make it. So I feel like the best possible solution would be to take the top teams, put them in the playoffs because you know that they're going to be in, and we all know that the last few months of the of, of this uh, the last month at least of the season. Um, the, the, your top players aren't going to be playing anyway, because they're trying to avoid travel. They're trying to avoid avoid prolonged minutes. So well, the, the thing I, is, I don't I don't get that. Like, if you just do a playoff structure uh, where you have the top teams play and you and you just void the regular season, 
Like, will that ever even matter? I mean, based on regular season projections every single year, we know that the Cavs in previous years were going to make the, the finals. We know that the, the Warriors are going to make the finals. So what's any different this time? I mean, aside well, from the fact that you yeah. chose the two teams that are the least chance of, of making the finals in the next No, I'm talking years. about in previous years. I'm, ta- I'm not talking about yeah. now. I'm talking about in previous years. I'm talking about the Cavs. The, 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 the past five years that they were in the, the championship finals. This season, you can easily say Milwaukee and, and exactly. Lakers, for example, right? Yeah, and, and exactly. And and it was was Giannis going to play the last month or two before? He was probably probably limited minutes. Well, they, they, they reduced the minutes. You don't give them many games off because you still need to stay in basketball shape. And, you know, even Michael Jordan, uh, you know, arguably the greatest to ever do it, talked about that in the most recent episode of Last Dance, which we'll get to later in the show. But uh, it, getting into basketball shape is not easy. And for guys that have taken, you know, let's say a month and a half, two months off, and then head into a playoff game where you're playing 40 minutes a night, that's, yeah. that's not realistic either. It was 2012-2013, by the way. A 48-game season uh, started January in the end April. Finished with right. the Chicago Blackhawks beating the Boston Bruins four games to two. I remember, no, that. I remember that. See, you'll only remember that the Bruins won. Nobody remembers the short No, season. the Blackhawks won. Oh, sorry, yeah, the Blackhawks won. You won't remember the Blackhawks won in a shortened season because the regular season is not what we watch sports for, right? We enjoy I, the yeah. regular season. We gamble on the games. We we have we partially have to gamble on them to keep us interested yeah. on the regular the season. The only, only reason why I remember that season is because I remember P.K. Subban won the Norris while he was playing with the Habs. And everybody's like, oh, the only reason why he won is because it was a shortened season. Well, every other defenseman in the league played the same amount of games as he did. Yeah, I know. People, <laughs> people generally don't understand fractions, Terry. <laughs> The the uh, I don't, but uh, <laughs> the, play, the players that yeah, but you make very nice pictures, so you're thanks. good. Exactly, the the players that I feel the, the worst for are, aren't guys like LeBron James or Anthony Davis uh, or or any of or, oh, any of the top, or any of the top players that actually like have these huge mansions with uh, with, with basketball courts in their backyard. The ones I feel bad for are, for example, players that are living in Manhattan apartments, for example that can't get a workout in because everything is closed. All the basketball courts are closed. Like, I, I'm not just talking about the Knicks. And, and, and I'm I was just, just going to say, are you making this? Uh, yeah, are you bringing yeah. it back to the Knicks? I mean, LA, same problem, though. Just yeah, a little exactly. different. Like, there's, there's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of younger players that are, that are playing on the rookie salary, playing on a low salary that just don't have anywhere to work out. They can't go anywhere and they just have to suit up and be ready to flip. Hey, 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 ready. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Ready? They have access to everything they want don't let the fucking media tell you that these guys aren't working out all the time there's nhl players that have full-out gyms in their backyard there's nba players that have full-out gyms in their houses there's they might be living in a sky rise where they have just a condo or whatever but have I you know, ever seen a new york apartment they're tiny oh yeah you're, for people like you and i but no, not even, fucking, no not millionaires no. rj barrett's not living no, in a three no, and a half there are so many players aside from R.J. Barrett and 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 top-notch rookies that are parts of teams that have to perform, and they're not getting. The what I'm what I'm telling you is is that they, these players have access to certain things though, like there's so many people. What? Like look look at the U look at look at gyms are closed. What do you look at the UFC? The UFC didn't put on an event until this week, right? Before that, these fighters were still training. They have keys to the gym. They yeah. can do it. What's going to happen is exactly that. They have a friend who has a penthouse who literally has a basketball court inside it. They go play there. They're they're definitely finding time to find workouts. I'm not saying that their schedule is the exact same, but they're not coming. They're not walking right off the street. They're they're, they're working out. They're doing what they have to do. If they're not, then they're not going to be successful in the league and they're going to be gone in two years. Stupid. 
Well, to your point, Terry, we did have sports this weekend. UFC uh, 249 uh, hit. Uh, there was some doubters. Uh, I was I was not so much a doubter so much as interested in to see how they would pull it off. It seems to have been a success. Um, firstly, let's get a quick recap. You did a full interview with Emilio Greco. Uh, so that was me pumping the interview. Uh, <laughs> feel free to watch that on all of our social media. Um, go ahead, Terry. Tell us about uh, the event. Um, the event was crazy, man. It was started from top to bottom. I watched every fight except for one. Coincidentally, is the women fight. No, it's not because I don't like women fighting. It's because I was on my way to my friend's house to watch the fights. And I guess I you don't like watching women fight. Uh, no, actually, I like the two fighters that were fighting. So either way, it was a great card, and it was unbelievable. Uh, I had a great time watching them. There was, like, the fucking main event was everything in which you wanted it to be, the main card. You had Nganu knocking out Jarzinho in under a minute. He just, I think he killed him. I think he died for half a second. Uh, you'll see that in the highlights of the interview of me and, uh, and Emilio when we start talking about it. I play the video about four times in on the clip. Um yeah, Tony Ferguson who got boxed out by Justin Gaethje, and then you had Gaethje's impressive, man. Honestly, oh, uh, Gaethje was crazy. I didn't, I, I didn't, ex, uh, you know, I, I'm uh, like I told you in in the previous podcast, you know, I'm more of a, a casual fan than you are, Terry. But I, you know, Ferguson's the guy I know. So, did you I, know Justin Gaethje was? No idea. There you go. I remember last week in our prep, I had to put in parentheses how to pronounce his yeah, name you, so you, you don't fuck it up. Name, exactly. <laughs> but the thing, I was impressed by him because he he literally. Beat the living hell out of Ferguson. Yeah, he's not a household name. So, but Tony Ferguson has become a household name because, you know, he's weird and you know he's marketable and you know he's out there. But Justin Gaethje doesn't go on Twitter. He's not loud. He's just a D1 wrestler who likes to brawl, and that's all it is. That's all he is. He just he's a fighter. He's known he's 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 known he was going to be a fighter since the age of four. He says it all the time. He's like, four years old when I started wrestling, I knew I was going to be a fighter my entire life. So whatever I have to do to do, I'll do it. And Ooh. He outboxed Tony Ferguson. Yeah. What were your thoughts, Terry, on on uh, the UFC with no fans? Um, I like the, it. I, I like thought, it. I thought part of it. I thought I would see, hear the strikes more. So I was kind of disappointed that the strikes were like the same level of volume. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, the reason why is because there's mics there, right? Yeah, so you'll hear, you'll hear it regardless. There, exactly. You're yeah. not adding anything. But but I will say is it was cool to kind of hear the ambience in the room and the, sort of the, the trainers and like I think that. You know, they should revisit this even when there are fans in terms of like making up corners and, and just they can do a lot with the audio that yeah. we don't get, uh, that we don't get access to. One of the things that, that was different for the fighters is Greg Hardy, for example, who's used to like um, hearing, you know, defensive defensive play calls on a football field with, with, with you know, crowd noise and all that, was able to react in lifetime to, to what uh, Daniel, Cormier. Daniel Cormier was saying in, in the play-by-play so, or, or – and yeah he's like i heard you see saying throw the light kick so the light kick so i did and it, it was pretty it's pretty interesting that like but that's that's what i liked about it that the no fans is you hear everything you might hear the punches just as strong just as loud or whatever it is but you actually hear the corners yelling at each other you hear what they're saying you hear the ref you hear the commentary in the background like there's a lot of things. The only thing I didn't like is that the commentary, they had them separated. So Joe Rogan, John Anik, and DC were at opposite ends of the octagon. You're already in a contained area. Everybody's been tested. I don't get that. Yeah. Everybody's tested. tested. It's literally the cleanest place in the world. I think it's the one person that got tested. Anything else. They don't want to well, have one, people too close to each other, you know? Well, the Why? one person. But you have two guys literally yeah, spitting blood on each other. Different. But you can't have three commentators yeah. sitting next to each other. 
Yeah. But you can have three commentators sitting. Let's say two, I don't get put it. Them two feet away from each other. It definitely, right. it definitely affected the uh, the uh, and it, it, look, they did a great job. Uh, but it did affect the chemistry a little bit. We've seen that here. Yeah. In that like not being in the same room, we tend to talk over each other. I or... actually think it's better like this. <laughs> yes, because I never want to be in the same room with you guys ever again. <laughs> that said, we can't play the videos. Like, there's a lot of things we can't do. Like, it's just yeah. a different. We do a different show now because of the, the circumstances. Oh, no, we can play videos. It's just that ego's lazy. No, that yeah. you guys won't be able to fucking see it, idiots. Well, listen here. That's what you look so Guy who understands ahead, technology. How would you see the video? Would you like me to play <laughs> it on my instead camera? of seeing? We just, like, yeah, I just hold my phone up to the camera like this, yeah. and we all watch That's it together. Bad, Maybe instead bad. of seeing your ugly fucking face, you put <laughs> a camera of your screen. There's the screen records. My screen is you guys. But there's a second <laughs> well, that, screen that you can make. Problem. That's your make a problem. screen. I like it. Make a make screen. Make a screen. screen. Fuck. Uh, Terry, Produce I'm a screen. Talk to you some names quickly just to close out the, the, the UFC section. Uh, I'm going to talk to you some rumors. You tell me which of the two names is most most likely to fight. Uh, Gaethje, Khabib, Connor, Sayudo, GSB, Masvidal. Well, Sayudo so said he's retired. So these are these. Which two names are most likely to fight each other? Yeah. Which which two names are likely to fight each other from that list? Because I keep seeing articles with like. Will Connor get Sayudo to come out of no, retirement? No, it, it's Will Justin be Connor's next fight, etc. It's for sure Justin and Khabib because he won the interim belt, so there's no other fight to make. So Justin can't fight anybody else except for Khabib. And if Khabib fights anybody else, then what was the point of having Justin fight Tony Ferguson for the interim belt? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make a difference. So the UFC has already said that Justin gets the next title shot. Khabib, it should be in July. I think Connor should fight Tony. Uh, I don't think Masvidal Connor is a good fight for. For either of the guys, it doesn't bring Masvidal any closer to a championship uh, fight. It doesn't bring Conor McGregor any closer to a championship fight either. But it brings Masvidal a paycheck. Because it brings both of them a huge paycheck. But yeah, when you fight Conor, that you know that's going to raise the profile of your fight. And then, of course, with them now, like Masvidal is a hot fighter now. You add that to the name of, let's say, uh, you know what's it called, uh, uh, Conor McGregor. And while I don't think it'll be a great fight, of course, I think it's going to that's the thing guys. is that Dana White has come out and said, "I'm not going to fight put Connor unless we have fans." Because if I don't, do, if I do that, I lose five million dollars. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "I need Connor to have fans." And do I'm you not think they're going to make it up in pay per view or not even? Not even. That's the thing is like I need. He's like Connor is only there if we have fans, which I think uh, I kind of get. Yeah, like you want to sure. see him in person, right? Like for sure. So I think Connor's going to fight Tony whenever Justin might fight. Um, Justin's going to fight Khabib uh, Masvidal should get the next title shot And uh, the welterweight against Kamaru Usman I mean there's a lot of things out there But the most likely fight Is Gaethje and Khabib To answer your question um, The NFL hasn't have anything on the, on, the, on the field right now But there is somewhat of a fight As Doug Williams is embroiled With a uh, uh, He made some claims regarding Deshaun Watson And, and, and Pat Mahomes and uh, since then, media mediocrity. Doug Gottlieb has—he's uh, oh, the fucking worst. I know he's the worst. He's the worst. So, like, just to just to bring it all in together, uh, Doug Williams said that Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes—they uh, were the, the reason they were drafted behind, or one of the reasons they were drafted behind uh, Bears quarterback, whose name Trubisky. is Trubisky. Yeah, Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky is. Uh, is that is that they're black and he's white, and that there's a lot of you know the fact is that 
owners tend to look for guys that are like them. GMs have a prototype in their head. And the prototype for quarterback for a lot of people in the league is often a white dude. So Doug Gottlieb responds by saying, it's beyond idiotic. So when someone's <laughs> telling you that, hey, I'm black, I feel this. But then your answer when you is to tell that person that's beyond idiotic. That seems really strange to me. Because whether it's true or not, Doug Williams is entitled to his tell, opinion. Peace, tell me how you feel about the weather. So, please ask me about the weather. Tell me, uh, tell oh. me how you feel about the weather. Tell you, wait, which one am I doing? Am I telling you or am I asking you? Well, uh, tell me how you feel about the weather. I feel that it is sunny today. Well, that's a bullshit feeling. <laughs> Thanks, that man. feeling is so stupid. It's so idiotic. I don't know how you can feel that it's <laughs> sunny today. The sun is out clearly, but you shouldn't be able to feel that way. So, like, to, 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 uh, to look at the Gottlieb's perspective here, I... It almost feels like he weirdly took that. Like, what Doug Williams said was a criticism about NFL executives, and Doug Gottlieb took it as, Doug Gottlieb, you're racist. <laughs> no one said that. But that seems, well, the, thing, you know, took- the thing about Doug Gottlieb is, I mean, I, I kind of like Doug Gottlieb. I think he's entertaining and he's smart. But he's, he, he's, he's, not, kind of- he's not. He's not smart. He's not entertaining. He's not a racist. <laughs> he's an annoying fucking person. He's literally after Skip Bayless, he's the worst person ever. He's getting kicked out of Notre Dame. Yeah, anytime, he's awesome anytime, at that. anytime he anytime that he replaces Colin Coward, and already Colin Coward is fucking annoying ever since he got to California. But Colin Coward has the most saliva buildup in his mouth I've ever it's, seen. It's the worst. Ever. Yeah, but, but it's also because he talks exactly. and he pauses and he's just like Yeah, yeah. It's all it. it's all here between his teeth and his bottom lip. Like he asks a question that's rhetorical. <laughs> so no, what I was saying about Doug Gottlieb is that he is he is a troll, right? He's a troll. Yeah. He likes to get into people's skin. He's a cheaper a cheaper version of Skip Bayless. Okay, Skip Bayless is like has this black belt level is like a still a purple belt. You know, he's still learning. So, but uh, what I what I don't like about him is that he's always looking for an angle to argue with somebody or to disagree it's, with somebody. Always. Who's worse? Who's worse? Him or Clay Travis? Uh, Probably that is our next. Uh, who you got? Yeah. I think I, you know, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, Godly. Godly's the he can be a prick sometimes, yeah. So, it's, it's in, in, this case, in this case, particularly, I mean, I remember, I remember during that draft, I remember people talking about why Deshaun Watson wouldn't go in the top five, and I was like, I was convinced people saw a different college football season than I did. Like, to me, he yeah, was the best, the best player that I saw in that draft. I was just like, I couldn't believe how good he was and how NFL analysts were talking about him. And by the way, even Bill O'Brien could see it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and he's like, like, dumb. If the rest of you can't see it, or even look, even more recently, Terry, we have Lamar Jackson winning an MVP right after a former, I think six-time executive of the year says, nope, this guy's going to be a wide receiver. Okay, but don't talk about Bill Polian. You have to play quarterback. But yet you're saying you make better. I've never receiver seen him play as a receiver. And that's Bill, you're talking about Bill Pullian, right? Bill Pullian, yeah. The oldest yeah. human ever. I don't care how old he actually is, he's older than whatever he is. He was there when he, when Jerry Jones' parents were boning. He was there when they wrote the rules for football. 
Mm. He's the only one who knows whether or not he has a dinosaur cock because he's seen actual dinosaur cocks. Actual dinosaur. He's the only one that knows what it's like to uh, to not be able to drive to work. <laughs> yeah, sure. like this, the, the Flintstones car to work. Um, yeah. He was helping Noah put animals on the ark. <laughs> All right, Eagle. Just leave the jokes to me in peace, okay? If one of those animals were a ram, they would be disgusted by the Ramsey uniforms. I guess I can't do it. You're they welcome. Have, like, we, put up, we put up a poll today with like who would win between the 99 Rams and, and uh, the 2000, what was it, 2013 Seahawks? Yeah. Um, and then, like every version of the Rams uniform has been awesome. The fuck are you doing? Oh, they're nice. I like them. Oh, it's awful. I, I do. What does what does uh, Graf War say? The only thing I don't um, like is the numbers. I don't. I don't. It's weird because I I, ne- I never actually like the Rams jerseys in general. Okay, I, cut them off. I, cut them off. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't mind so much this one. Um, I like I, it. I feel like it's relatively the same. The only thing I feel like it's different is maybe the shades of color and also the gradient. The font. Numbers. No, the, the font. font. The, the font. font the font is also different. I, I do have to say that I kind of wish that he would have gone back to like a blue and white version of the of the Rams jersey, you know, like in the old the old days, like when you were back in LA. Oh, the all white, the all but white. With I, the... I could see, I could see why people would have liked the would have liked the jersey and the font and, because it doesn't it it doesn't make you think of a classic NFL franchise. It makes you think of the new modern type thing. And whenever you're designing a logo, modern, I saw it. I saw it. and I thought that that's what I thought modern would look like in 1995. Yeah. But it, it depends. I, I guess it depends. Like it, the thing is that it's a very simple thing. Like it's very very simple. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it's more the colors that they chose that that make it feel older than it should be. You know. Yeah. But they, they were really flashy when they should have maybe gone like a little bit more toned down. Um, but I mean, at the same time, they're just trying to move away from the St. Louis look. You know. The um, there was also a former St. Louis Ram, or a, I guess were they still St. Louis at the time when Sammy Watkins was there, or was it L.A. They were switched to LA already. All right, so former LA Rams Sammy Watkins had an had an interview that came out in Bleacher Report. Uh, it was uncommonly honest, uncommonly uh, vulnerable for a guy who's still playing in the NFL. It's the kind of thing where you see from guys usually when they retire. But uh, he talks about uh, his depression, about not rehabbing his injury, and instead going out partying and drinking just because of how much he hated Buffalo. And look, Terry, I've been to Buffalo. I understand there's nothing you can do in Buffalo, but drink. So, how can you blame the guy? I haven't been to Buffalo, but I've been to Rochester, and I feel like it's it's a it's a small town feel in a big city. But there's really nothing else to do except for get. You know, what New York State is New York State is that guy who got insanely lucky, just like banging that one chick right before she's ready to get married. And then got hitched. Like that's how they ended up in New York City. Because like the rest of it is just what, a the, the two best things in New York, New York City, mm-hmm. and Woodbury Commons. Yeah, well, I was gonna say New York that's City is four hours away from Atlantic City. <laughs> um, but yeah, like New Jersey is a better state than New York. No, you're fucking crazy. No, if you talk like per capita, the Garden State. Come on, man. Yeah, the per capita is only because like. The amount, the, the, all the rich people from New York actually live in New Jersey. Yeah, but how many reality TV shows are based on people from New Jersey? Good point. Good Kate point. Boss, Jersey Shore. It's a North uh, Florida. By the way, yeah, I started, exactly. started rewatching that. By the way, the, sh- the Shore. I just I, I'm missing the their comeback season, so I got to catch up. The uh, so yeah, so so 
Sammy Watkins talked about that. He also talked about um, playing, like going into the astral plane, and every night when you go to sleep, you actually die and you're reborn. And he talked about uh, sort of living his life through a, being a dog and a dinosaur and having already played like the, the AFC Championship game. He played it before he played it in the astral planes. Uh, all of this sort of comes out a couple of years after the there was a rumor about Sammy Watkins joining a cult. And so yeah, it's yeah. actually really interesting. And, and a lot of it's really sad. Like, it's really tough to hear. Like, he's on acid. Alcoholism. But then, yo, bro, you're in a cult. Like, I, I got to laugh at you, man. Like, no, he's, on, he's on acid. Maybe yeah. they promised him beer. Sorry? Maybe they promised him beer. They, they must have had to. <laughs> and they must have then instead given him acid, to Terry's point, because... It was some of the crazy. It's a long article on Bleacher Report. They, they came out with like a summary article. It's not as good. If you can read the full article, I fully suggest it because it's really interesting. It will take you more than one shit though. Like, it's a, it's at least a two poop article. If there was a cult and they were trying to convince you to join it, what would they have to say to make you be like, yeah, oh, I'm in? I think. Uh, okay, wait. You gotta hit. You gotta have jujitsu for me, and puts in like once a week. That's it? Really? That's pretty much it's pretty much it. And like good booze, like good good whiskey. I mean and, and, and like a cigar once in a while. I think I'd want more than that, honestly. I mean, that, but what's a cult like a really? Weekend. What's a cult really? A cult really is just where you get together with people and you believe in the same thing. And just eventually you just drink the Kool-Aid and you die. Mm-hmm. And if you want to spike my whiskey, then as long as it's some eighteen year Glenn Livet or whatever the fuck, or Macallan twelve, we're good, man. I'm uh, I'm gonna take Terry's and just remove jujitsu ju- and add in women mud wrestling oh. and realize that I will get obliterated because it's 2020 <laughs> and so I'm not allowed to say that. But whatever, I like mud wrestling. It is what it is. You could have some guys mud wrestling too. I'm not against it. I mean, I'll mud wrestle. I'll mud wrestle you right now. Cream or something. Then Duke, Duke, what's your call? Ball what? All right, wait to pay attention. Eagle, what's your call? Actually, I don't even know. Probably just. A room full of screens that you can just play to your heart's content of whatever and candy. it is. And just good food and candy. Oh, yeah. Tons of candy. Like so liquid form candy, like right into your veins, you know? So you just sit yeah, like, there all day just going and at just it. Like, And every now and then they pump in a little bit of poison and you're slowly killing yourself. But it's perfect. okay. Candy and porn is what you're going to Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Duke's still no cult? No. All right. Because maybe he's in one. I thought you'd give me some a little more than that after... I bought you time twice. <laughs> I, I, still, I, I still know what the question is. So. If, if, what, if there what was what a cult that was offer? trying to convince you to join it, what would they have to have in order for you to consider it? Great fucking art. That's it? Art? Like, what's wrong with you guys? Make it complicated. Like, make yeah, them have no. to, like, solicit you and, like, throw things at you. You're like, yeah, yeah. they have I'll a little booze like, and Eagle, some food. Eagle, and you'll know Throw this. a couple of Jackson Pollocks in there and I'm down. I mean, you'll know this. Yeah. You'll know this more than most people. I'll go without fucking pants. If someone fun. just pulls up in a van and starts complimenting me, I'm gonna go. With yeah, you. you're gonna go. Hundred like, percent. Also, ego. I'm done. Like <laughs> it's over. Also, Duke just called the Jackson Pollock a Jackson Pollack, mm. which is loosely right. racist. Um, no, but I'm all, I'm also loose, so it all works out. Yeah, if you if you were to call him Jackson Redskin, that would have been a problem, though, right, Duke? I mean, at least you're not making fun of women or anything. So that's always good. 
Now that we yeah, got Duke, okay. now that we got Duke back uh, listening <laughs> to the show, <laughs> the um, he he uh, wrote an article about uh, Brendan Leipzig, uh, who's now been cut by the Washington uh, Capitals. Uh, Duke, do you want to tell us a little bit about the article and what you found most compelling in the story? Uh, well, to be honest, I don't really follow hockey and I don't really follow him, so I don't know where the fuck he is. I did wake up very early that morning and I saw the tweets, and the tweets kind of got my eyebrow uh, very high. And this is when I, I'm like, I got to write something and put it out. Um, I did put an article about his comments. I thought they were pretty disgraceful. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't feel like that should be a death sentence. What was the worst comment that he made? Somebody as bad as no, he made some. Well, was, I'm asking, what was the worst one that he made? I don't know. Go fucking look at the comments. He made. He made comments. I'm asking you, what do you think? One the of the worst ones that one struck was. me, Terry, as I buy that Duke again. Yes, professionalism. <laughs> as, is that uh, why, why should we? Why should we have to tell you what like? It, like the the fact the fact is there, there's comments about about talking about uh, talking about I, I was gonna say his coworker play, wives up, and everything his coworkers wives and also calling his teammates losers and stuff like that I That's can it. understand but at, but my my article again is not saying that it's the worst thing in the world I'm saying that people at the end what I'm talking about too is how. Everybody has that outlet where they talk about that shitty boss they have. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not judging you the way you what, what you think but about suppose, what he did. I, su- I suppose my, my 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 entire point is that that people should still get second chances. I just think I that agree. we aren't we aren't living in a time right now where people are offered second chances. So it's what I'm what I'm trying what I'm trying to get to more than that. Sorry, what I'm trying what I'm trying to get to Duke is that out of all those comments, yeah, okay, I agree with you 100. percent he deserves a second chance if he's apologetic and whatever. I think he reactivated his Twitter account. I yes. think he sent out a press release. But to me, it's that I've never said anything about somebody I know's wife mm-hmm. like the way he did. He spoke about Tanner Pearson's wife poorly. Talk about your yeah. friends and talk, call them losers and idiots and whatever. They're your friends. You don't like a person, you can say it, right? But she did literally did nothing wrong to you. You know what I mean? And I don't even think Tanner Pearson did anything wrong to him either. He just... But how often have we in our group chats, everybody, I'm talking about humans in general, women, men, whatever. We've all said stupid shit. And like our our group chat is a great example of a group chat that should never be leaked. That said. (laughs) And our group chat is 10% of other group chats that. Of course. Of course. And and I was going to say, like, like for me, the hot sauce group chat is probably the one I would want leaked the least. In, yeah. my, in my life, but then, and I was reading some of the things, especially when you said, like, he says, I'm like, I hope she's fat so I can degrade her. I was like, that's yeah. literally never a thought that's even <laughs> entered my mind. Yeah, like, it was weird. Thought, His comments were weird, but, it's, but it's also, like, it's also none of our business, and exactly. it shouldn't be none of our business. And, yeah, and I, but I mean, okay, so this all this reminds me of kind of the, the recent NHL drama, and I say recent. Remember when Tyler Seguin was banging uh, Horton's wife on the side pretty much and everything, and then they traded him to Dallas because of it? I yeah. mean, you can't essentially go to work and interact with these people after they find out that you basically said they're garbage and their wives are ugly or you don't, fat. You don't or whatever. work. Like, you, you can't don't do work that. In that and environment. Then, no, you but but that's just the thing. That's the thing they'll do. If you're if you're another NHL team, this guy has to be the fucking superstar of the world to have him on your roster because he's locker room cancer at that point. Why would you want to bring someone into that team with that history? I think is the point, right? I and agree. so yeah. that, that's the problem in the scenario. It's not that he doesn't deserve a second chance. Is that who would want a second chance on him? No one would. 
Yeah, no wonder. Like, but it's that, not good that, enough that, to that, justify that's it. Thing, that's the thing I, I, I always worry about with that because I, I just think that in, in situations like this, people tend to throw stones and they don't realize that they're just as bad or they may have said things they're just as bad. I just think that when when stories come out like this, um, we we're extremely reactionary. We want to push in, We want to we want to punish that person to the max extent of the law. Um, but what, what the, the the fact is, at the end of the day, like he didn't actually. He may have verbally abused people. I get that. But should he be kicked out of hockey? Should he never be allowed another chance? Oh, he'll get a chance he, again. Not, he'll he's sign. Not, he's talking about it. But you're talking you know about that saying, now. They're talking about it getting out, getting him out of the league, you know? No, he'll but sign. He'll sign. That's not it. He's not suspended. He's not banned or whatever. It's just that if you're a GM, why not would yet. you sign him? There's millions of other players in the world, literally, uh, many of which are going to be at his level. So why bring the drama onto your team? Yeah, you, guys, you, guys, you, you guys tell me, though. You guys tell me at the same time, like, I don't know anything about this guy. I had a hard time even pronouncing his fucking name. That's but like, is he is he any good? Is he? He's okay. He was like he's like a, he's like a good he's like a good role player. Is he yeah, like a third he's third liner, third fourth, fourth liner? liner exactly? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so but young, case, he's also at that young. case, at that case, I get it because you'd rather give someone else a shot in that spot. That's not a cancer lock. I get that. But my 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 entire issue with that was never about like I agree what he said was wrong and all that. And he's going he's going to face a greater challenge. Uh, not just through social media, but like in going going home at night, dealing with people on on the roster, dealing with like if he steps on the ice again, he's gonna get his head taken off. Like it's it's a fact. Oh, 100%. Uh, if, he plays, if he plays against Tanner Pearson, a hundred percent for sure he will. He will face his own challenges. I always worry about punishing people for for things that they say and not things that they do. And I and I feel like we should at least give the guy a chance to uh, to make up for his mistake. You know, I, 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 agree, no. I agree with Duke to an extent that um, you can hurt someone much more with actions than you can with words, and they should be treated differently. Absolutely, I I don't think you can logically disagree with with, with that uh, per se. That said, I mean, look, I would I wouldn't be surprised because of his role, because he's not a superstar player, that it'll have an impact on his uh, future in the league. Boys, we're uh, almost at the end of having continual sports content, even though it's sports we've all watched decades ago. Uh, uh, ESPN and episode seven and eight. Um, I had a couple of questions, but like now that we're so late into the series, but let's just get your, your thoughts on it so far. I watched, uh, so you watched one, the, the, you watched the father's day before. show. Uh, it's pretty intense to watch for sure that one was rough yeah it was uh eye-opening a little bit i think and I, you know what i was more i was always on the conspiracy about the whole gambling thing with his dad and i'm off it now so the thing is terry i agree with you and i think i think uh this for me might show my age over you guys a little bit more for me, the reason why I always propagated that myth is because I read it in mainstream media. This isn't like the age of Twitter, the age of like uh, clickbait articles. Um, I remember, never believe the reason why MJ doesn't play in the NF, uh, NBA anymore. But I, I had that Sports <laughs> Illustrated article when it talked about him being a disgrace to baseball. And I remember like I was a kid and I was just like, why why like what's the why are they being mean what's he doing wrong like yeah what has he done and and it was just this whole idea that he took a shortcut and it's like tim tebow is literally doing the exact same thing exactly right now. 
Exactly. And and like Tim Tebow's near not nearly the 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 the, uh, the athlete or the baseball player that that um, Michael Jordan is. But Tim Tebow didn't leave football at like being the best player in the league. Yeah, but but also who cares? Like it's his decision to leave. I agree. I agree. But it just he didn't make sense. Dude, like you left at the time Michael Jordan first retired from basketball. Like there were guys who would retire in their early thirties back in the day. Like oh yeah, for it sure. wasn't uncommon for like when you watch it now, it kind of seems like oh Michael Jordan was at the top of his game. Well, he also changed his game when he came back for the second three peat to become more of a jump shooter because his physical skills had deteriorated because he was in his early thirties, early to mid thirties. By the way, am I the only one who remembers Jordan being worse at baseball than he actually that was, stats that was indicated? The that was the media because again in the fall season of the in the fall uh, season for the double A he actually he actually hit two sixty eight yeah and for a guy who's really six but that who hasn't played for seventeen years he has he's six foot six and has a giant strike zone like think of that baseball players are not six foot six right yeah, exactly usually for a reason and usually tall hitters tend to hit for low averages because of the giant strike zone that they have Aaron Judge Aaron Judge is a batting his batting isn't great it's low two hundreds but he hits a lot of home runs because he's got power. And, and six nine, and that's the thing. Is like we we you know they were saying that he would have he was on track to have made the majors. Uh, how how lucky how lucky is Michael Jordan that who was his coach for North Carolina? Uh, Dean Smith. Dean Smith, one of the best Hall of Famer. Who was his coach in uh, in the NBA? Here we go. Here Doug we go. Collins and I know where this is but going. Phil Jackson's who you're getting to. No, I'm not getting Phil. I'm passing Phil Jackson. Who was his coach in baseball? Oh, uh, Terry Francona. This guy's got yeah, three of the best. He's three Hall of Fame coaches, and yeah, at, his, uh, yeah. at the highest level. Like fuck, man. Like the guy. So what are you? What are you trying to say? I'm just okay. saying is that the guy is has been lucky that he's had great coaches. He's if lucky, he had some right? butt fuck, if he no no, it's, I'm not saying that at all. If he had some butt fuck coach in the minors in baseball that didn't care about him, that didn't know how to manage stars, then he, I don't think he would have been as good. But Terry Francona knew how to kind of push him to the where he wanted to be at that point. And so Terry Francona was learning how to be a coach him. too. So his coaches made him. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. I mean, in, in the same way, you know, a teacher has to teach his students how to do graphic design to get nice stuff. If they look like shit, guess whose fault it is? I don't know any good graphic designing teachers. No, neither do I. And I'm one of them. But to, to Terry's point, specifically Phil Jackson and Terry Francona, they're both guys who understand that, hey, these guys are stars. They, they need to be treated with a certain uh, level of delicacy. Like you're working with them. You're not working. They're not working for you. It's not the same thing as when you're managing like a, a KFC and you got employees on the line. Um, these are these are people that are in a partnership with you and the team in order yeah. to achieve success, right? Um, so 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 there was that. In this, where I'm getting to now with the series, I've I've actually really enjoyed it and. It's pretty cool. Like I know Duke, you were pretty young when Jordan was playing. My wife is too young to remember Michael Jordan. I actually know a lot of these stories, having read uh, the Sam Smith book, having read a lot of the books before. So I'm kind of disappointed. Not a new, not a lot of the new stuffs come out of it. What is new is my feelings on Michael Jordan. I now um, feel bad at times for Michael Jordan that I I never realized how hard it was to be essentially the first American megastar in sports. So we never really had anything like that before where he couldn't leave his 
hotel room where like like the article that we talked about a couple weeks ago terry where like yeah it, it's fun to be like mike for a day but you you don't want to be like mike oh, no. and like he's the he's, day like, after his his whole his home looks like a symbol for his life that yes absolutely success it's it looks like a home that is of someone who's had a lot of success but it looks cavernous and cold and like it, it like everything about his life now he still has these grudges like there was a grudge with that dude from the Washington Bullets who I'd never heard of my entire life. And I Le love Brad- basketball. LeBradford Smith? Yeah, LeBradford. Like, the not the story he made up, you mean. Anymore because of that game. Because of how bad Michael Jordan destroyed him. Yeah, he has to make up stories in his head. Dude, What's, uh, well, he, made, he made an NBA championship about how George Carl didn't talk to him. Like, for all he knew, George Carl was like, man, my wife's pissed off at me. But it's just, it shows his mentality. Even in the freezer and it and melted all over the counter. Like, for all we know, that's the shit he's thinking about. And Michael Jordan, like, no, this motherfucker's going to pay. It shows his mentality because even the day after they lost to Orlando, uh, his, his trainer, um, Tim Grover, mm-hmm. said that he's like, okay, Mike, I'll talk to you next week. We'll figure out your training program for the summer. He's like, no, no, I'll see. You. Season's over. No break. See, uh, right to the gym. Yeah, go on. What's what's the deal with the that Sam Smith guy? You, you mentioned what, he has Parkinson's. Like there, there's what he's oh, probably yeah. He looks like he's a little shaky. Yeah, yeah. I was I'm, just wondering. I don't know. I don't know that. Because he's like in the in the in, the, in, the, in, the, in the, the the episodes when they when he's talking, he's kind of like shaky. It looks like he has like early onset Parkinson's. Maybe yeah. he's nervous that he's revealing all this stuff, and now he's gonna get more shit from him like he did in the past. <laughs> Could be that. I don't think he gives a fuck. He has a book out there that's re- re- revealed all this shit. And, now, and after they mention not, to, not to mention the fact that Jordan already hates him because Jordan hates everyone who's not Jordan. Like, like think of it though. Like, has he said anything positive about another human person? He said Isaiah is the second best point guard he's ever played against. So that's almost positive. He laughed yeah. at Gary Payton, who's like one of the best defenders I've ever seen. Yeah. Who legitimately did cause issues for of him. Of course he did. Of course. Like we all saw it. It's not like, like Michael Jordan might not have realized it in the moment or he might be so into himself that he doesn't realize that Gary Payton actually did shut him down for a game. Again, you don't shut down Michael Jordan. He made his life more difficult. Made his life more than difficult it than it should, it should be. And they came back. There was three. It was three nothing the series. They came back. They won two straight games. Gary Payton's a Hall of Famer, man. Like he's one of the best defending defenders of all time. I think I, I think the I strategy don't Hall of Famer, but he is excellent. He's a but Michael Jordan's still talking shit now, just in case he plays one on one with him when they're seventy years old. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> like, all of this now, unfortunately, reminds me of his Hall of Fame speech, which is the first time I realized that this guy who I thought was basically the the height of humanity is Fucking you asshole. know. Uh, not but petty. Like he's petty. He's sad. It just yeah. it just seems like he's never been able to even enjoy his success. I'm a little nervous for the next episode because it's the it's where it's the actual series where I, I fell in lo- where I, I started being a real basketball fan. Before I was kind of like a just watched it as a kid, whatever. Yeah. But this is the series that made me an Indiana Pacers fan because my brother was a Bulls fan, and everybody sp- and I always went after the third to maybe fourth best team every and every time I watched in any sport. I've, I never went after like the, the best team. Even when the, I became a Cowboys fan when they lost to the Niners, you know. Yeah. So so I became a Pacers fan because of this series. So I'm excited to see what's gonna happen. 
I, it's hilarious that no one's figured out the strategy against uh, Jordan in all these series, which is just compliment the fuck out of him. Yeah. Just be super humble and be like, he's the best player. None of work. us stand a chance, you know? So he's just, we're going to do what we can, but he's going to put up 40 points a game and but, we'll but see what so, we can do. It's you know, so hard don't to, give him a reason. So hard just to don't not, give him a reason. It's so hard to not chirp him when you did well against him because you're so excited that you did well. Like LeBradford Smith. Yeah, just but that plays him, into his trap. LeBradford Smith also never said it. Yeah. Is oh, he, he never said nice game? No, he didn't. He never said nice game. Yeah, he oh, never said, oh, I made that up. Like, don't don't even give up. him a chance. Not, nothing. At the end of the yeah, game, don't just don't give him a chance points. to make something up in his own head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the only part of it that, that sort of, uh, if I could say anything negative about the last answer, I feel no one's allowed to, uh, is that do, do, it kind of makes me feel bad for Jordan and it doesn't give me anything new that I... I personally wasn't aware of, but it is cool. That I get to share it. Let's say with my brother or with my wife or with you guys who are a bit younger than me and may not have been reading the newspapers and may not have been reading the articles at the same time I was. Duke, what were you going to say? Scotty Burrell, poor guy. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. The whipping post. He legit so, seemed like a good dude. Yeah. And like Steve Kerr's the other respects, and Steve Kerr's kind of a dick too. You know what I mean? Like, we see Steve Kerr on the bench. We see him yelling at refs. We see him yelling all the time. His face has always got hypertension. Like, we know. We know that, We know why you two get along, right? Uh, anyway, boys, uh, today was fun. Let's do this again soon. Thank you, Terry, for joining me. Uh, as always, uh, Eagle, you've held it together somewhat. And Duke, you paid attention sometimes. <laughs> I love you guys. We'll talk soon. And I don't know if it works. It's a hot sauce. It It does if you don't say anything when I play it. Are you playing it? Yes. I played it. Are we still recording? Yes. Okay, so one last question. Frank Gore, Hall of Famer or not? Yes. No. No, No, absolutely not. Bye. Also, Curtis Merton shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he should. Bye. 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 Okay. Good job. Bye. Do have fun with your shit. Ciao. Bye. Bye.